margin and everything that has to do with it. And um, we also have join us C.S. Williams, and we all know him as the Radio Apprentice. If you are on Instagram, I think you would have come across him. And um, he is one podcaster that has put his feet on the map. He is, of course, he is a broadcast manager and OAP and also a good DJ. And um, he is going to be joining us. Both of them will be speaking on what we have titled conversation around Africa's food security, the audio creative contribution. So the first question Imisi is, you know, when I, you know, saw nutrition and where we came up with the topic, I was like, okay, okay. Now, the first question is, do you even think in the first place that audio creators, we a major stakeholder when it comes to food security or nutrition in Africa, do you think we are? A major stakeholder, or do you do you even think we have a part in it? Um. Okay. Um. Can you guys hear me though? I need to be sure you can hear me. Can anyone hear me? Yes, we can hear. You. Yes. Oh. Okay. Um. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me to well, the beginning yeah. edition of the members' conversation. And uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think that audio creators are major stakeholders when it comes to food security or insecurity in Africa. Um, uh, first is, I feel like while audio creators don't have direct impact on food security and nutrition in Africa, there are still an important aspect that you cannot take away. Uh, they function as intermediaries, really. Uh, when you think of the case of retailers, consumers, and wholesalers, uh, you have wholesalers trying to reach out to consumers, but they can't get consumers except they have retailers. So um, the, the food cycle or the food chain is never complete without the important aspect of retailers who function as vehicles between wholesalers and consumers. And that's why I think audio creatives function when it comes to food security in Africa. And really, any, any situation in Africa, in terms cultural society i think that they are important because they function as intermediaries the vehicles letting the world know letting the public sector know letting ngos know letting even normal people understand that okay there's something like food insecurity or security in africa so they are telling the public sector how food security can be ameliorated how this can be done what should be done and when it should be done. So I think we function as a mouthpiece, and that's if that's not a major stakeholder, I don't know what is. <laughs> okay, okay, I get, I get your point. Now I think Radio Apprentice, are you there? I think he's there. Depending when he talks. Now I get your view, and you've already stated that um, we old we are a part of what is happening now would you say or would you agree that we 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 have been part of the problems probably um our positions our views our opinion our projection um uh, has it really affected picture of africa when it comes to um the real position of food situation in africa and how people outside of africa perceive us when it comes to food 
nutrition and food security. Do you think our, our positions have really, you know, the, the good and the bad? Now, I don't want you to make your own. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, well, to be plain and to be blunt, I'd say not enough. I'd say not enough. Really. I, I do not think that our position has affected. Okay. I'll, I'll, I wouldn't say it has affected perception of the world towards food situation in Africa in a positive light uh, because as audio creatives we tend to shy away from issues like food security i mean there are people who do not even know that food security in africa has been off the track for for years now i mean in 2020 more than one in five people in africa faced hunger and that's more than double the proportion of hungry people in any region in fact the continent remains like a net food importer at an annual cost of 43 billion billion dollars and uh, you know climate changes COVID-19 has really exacerbated the situation such that it is off the track you know but still as audio creatives we don't talk about this enough we tend to shy away from stuff like this we prefer to talk about you know domestic violence talk about you know gender issues talk about marriage <laughs> uh, talk about I, I think mental health is the food security. Mental health in 2015 is the food security of now, because mental health was not being talked about enough at the time. We saw people with mental health as people who were done. But that's, that was exactly the case. But until we started to talk about mental health and now food security, people do not even know that it exists. So as audio creators, I feel like we need to talk about issues that really matter to us as a people. I mean, you can't even, you can't survive without food, really. And we need to conscientize people, show them from their momentary reverie, all other audio creators like us, and let them know that these are situations, these are issues that we need to, you know, to speak to as audio creators, as not pieces of the society. So uh, I, even though we are trying our best, I mean, the maiden edition of this APVA, we're talking about food, which is really important. I think we still need to do more conscientize people that there's something like food security or insecurity in Africa. So I think we still have a long way to go. Um, I don't know if um, the Radio Apprentice can speak. Do you agree with the views of Imisi? Do you really agree with his views and perception, you know, saying that we really, you know, what our view perceptions are affected in Africa. Hello, can you hear me? Good evening. Yes, good evening. We can hear you. Welcome. Thank you very much. Are we sharing the same time with everybody? Or should I just say good morning, good yes, afternoon? I, um, I think that counts. Okay, thank you very much for having me. Well, uh, right. when it comes to issue of food, I'm not I'm not in a position to disagree, not agree, actually, because uh, a hungry man doesn't really have a right to question what is given to him <laughs> or her. Yeah, so uh, the option of trying to decide who is saying it right or not, and you and I know that words don't bring food. Um, the problem, mm -hmm. uh, the problem I think that's really happening here is the fact that uh, we're beginning to embrace uh, the modern way of things. And we're basically forgetting that uh, we have a root, okay? 
Uh, we're accepting civilization, digital way of everything. As a matter of fact, it's tilting to, we are all tilting towards digital food <laughs> coming, coming next. And, uh, and it's a problem. Yeah. And the only place yeah. I think we can lend our voices is to highlight within our environment to say to people, see, uh, everybody wants to get rich. Everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to be happy. But let's not forget that you have to eat healthy to stay healthy and not just the drugs you take or the paracetamol that heals your headache. And because of that, we can always uh, interpret our form of improvement towards farming. And we can say that within our space. We can discuss that within our space. Our podcast can always reflect food. Okay, our discussions can reflect food. Everything that talks about food talks about your pattern of farming and producing the same food that you want to eat, that kind of thing you want to consume. And uh, in course of lending our voices, it's quite simple and plain. We have to channel our energy towards uh, discussing what really makes us healthy, how we meant to grow food within our environment. And so that if oil is the one messing the ground up or our mentality for modernization is messing our mind up or we have erosions here and there, those are the issues now that needs to be tackled. Then we can address that via conversations, via talks. We can raise alarm, okay, because of our podcasts and broadcasts just to let the world know that, okay, we want food, we want to grow our food, but these, these are our problems. But when we don't highlight them, then it's as if everybody, everybody's fine and we eat, we eat rubbish and then we, we, we channel our energy back to drugs in order to feel better. So I think that's the yeah. best we can do when it comes to food and broadcasting. Mm, okay, okay. You kind of answered the next questions, but well, let me ask both of you now. Now, aside that we have, you know, podcast and we can use our podcast channel to drive conversations and do things like that. How do we drive these conversations such that the right kind of information gets to where it ought to get to. You agree with me that the world is filled with so much information. Like you can you can go on Google and you get a whole lot of information and some of them are half baked. So as audio creative, how do we drive conversations such that you know the right information is getting to the right person at the time where it should get to them. Hello, Chief. Should I go first? Uh, you can go first, then Emisi will answer next. Okay. Um, just like I, I said earlier, um, when we talk about, when we want to talk about food, uh, you know, sometimes I try to make a joke with certain podcasts when I say, oh, I want to go, I'm going on a break, I want to go have something to eat. Uh, um, today I went to buy food and I couldn't afford to buy fish in addition to what I wanted to eat. Oh, yesterday I couldn't buy yam because of A, B, C, D. Now you are you are literally highlighting these things to your audience, the little the little audience that you can assess. And truth still remains that as long as we are not talking the right matter, we're not discussing the right matter, we're going to keep living as though we are living sane. Okay, um, we talk about relationships all the time. Everybody who wants to talk, if you, if you ask anybody what they want to talk about now when they start a podcast or go into broadcasting or anything, they tell you, I want to discuss relationships, sex and marriages. I want to discuss uh, celebrity gossips. Yeah. I want to do this, I want to do that. Nobody's, okay. nobody's discussing the factor, okay? Um, how do we quench hunger? It's growing rapidly. 
How do we mm. grow food? Nobody's discussing the science of food. Nobody's talking about how yam is being produced. Nobody's discussing how vegetables are being grown. Nobody's creating podcasts on how cocoa should be cultivated. You know, all those kind, all those kind of things are not being carried out. I, I expect that if we can establish conversations in, in mediums like this, okay, people are going to see the need. Because if you're advertising to me now that cocoa is really beautiful and you're doing a, using a podcast to tell me how it can be grown and how I can enjoy it and what is right inside the seed and all of that, I might just want to go get cocoa or I go grow, my, grow some for myself. Now, it's an improvement when it comes to communication because communication is actually driving the world. So it's as if what they tell us is what we know. And to an extent, it's as if we are being cut off from the reality of things. Because since we are, we are letting ourselves out of the factor that we need to eat to stay healthy, okay, now we are being bombarded with different other things, and some other people are building up the businesses for themselves and making us sick for them to give us. And it's very bad that you can actually destroy a nation that is hungry. It's very obvious that you can destroy a nation that is hungry. All you need to do is tell them, if you don't do what I ask you to do, we're not going to let you import, we're not going to import food from our nation. And that's it. And that's quite important that if Africa really wants to stand just the way they want to stand, you should start by producing food, prioritizing food. Everything boils down to food. Medicine is food. Food is food. Okay, you eat healthy, you stay strong. From the same food, you produce the medicine that may help you stay strong. And when you're strong, you can fight. When you're strong, you can go to any battle. When you're strong, you can think. When, you're, when your belly is full, you're happy. Okay, it's still, it's still, still towards life in every way. So if the only person who is happy can discuss relationship, is only somebody whose belly is full can have sex. Is only the person who is, uh, whose mind is correct can do business and play politics. Now, all still boils down to food. Now, the main question would be, do we really want to keep importing food or we just want to bend our heads down and grow our food well enough for everybody? When it's enough, it's enough. Then we can focus on something else. That's just my take. Okay, but then can food really be enough? <laughs> it means the over to you. Um, yes, I, I totally agree with what Oral World Radio has said. Um, as I said before, you can't talk about what you don't know or you can't talk about what you don't exist. So there are two stages to, you know, um, ameliorating food security, insecurity in Africa, which is first, we need to conscientize people we need to let them know that this is a thing, like this is something that exists, you know, because so many people do not know. Um, it's, it's, it needs serious attention. Climate change is already stalling progress by you know, interacting with multiple other stressors and shocks, including inequality, there's degrading natural resources, there's conflicts, there's COVID-19 pandemic, you know, and all these disruptions show that there's a trajectory, trajectory that we do not want to go. Um, in the next 30 years, for example, it shows that 282 million of African population who are undernourished are going to increase to 350 million. And that, that should be alarming to us as audio creators, as you know, people, as mouthpieces. We need to let people understand that this is something that we need to address. Um, it is as important as domestic violence, as, as much as you know, marriages, as much as the gender conflict and, and, and all of that. So that's that's only one. We need to jolt people from their momentary reverie. And at the same time, I feel like we need to we need to be multimodal about our communication of food. Uh, it doesn't it's not just endemic to us audio creators. We need to put it in print media, we need to make documentaries about it. We need to research, explore, show it in videos, put it on social media. 
So I think it all needs to be out there. Podcasts are not going to be enough because there's so many people that, that wouldn't want to come on a podcast where you're talking about food security in Africa, you know. So, but, you know, there are ways that you could communicate effectively. And that's why I said we need to be multimodal. So, yes, um, the first stage is to let people know that just like global warming, just like climate change, food security is a thing in Africa and we're not on the right track at all. So we can start from there and then we see how it goes. All right. Um, now, an important part of what both of you have, you know, said is, you know, representation. Now, you agree with me that with the gram, with um, everything we do nowadays comes a lot of exaggeration. You will agree with me on that. Now, people tend to over-exaggerate and uh, people tend not to speak the complete truth. Now, how do we change the narrative such that you know, we are changing the narratives around food and nutrition in Africa such that we are not exaggerating? And as much as, yes, we have, you know, we, ex we have countries in Africa that export and things like that, but it's in, 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 a, in, a, in a bit to, you know, present Africa as, you know, getting it right. You know, there is this little exaggeration that we put here and there, we need to call it packaging. So how do we change the narrative around food and nutrition in Africa such that we are not exaggerating, we are not over-exaggerating, and we are not, you know, killing ourselves as Africans? Imisi? Well, well, basically, I, I, don't even, I do not even think food security in Africa can be overemphasized really. Um, I think it's us on the inside that do not know the, the weight of what is going on. I mean, people on the outside, the IPC, WFP, FEWS, the NET, they want to do USAID, they know about this and they make researches about this all the time. You know, check it online, you find um, researches and Questionnaires that have that have been given out and all of that, trying to know the food situations in both urban areas and rural areas in Africa, and they know how important this is. So I don't think this kind of conversation can be said with an amount of exaggeration, really, because it should be exaggerated. And just like I said, mm. um, there's like, yeah, there's um a, a three. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, Africa is expected to lose up to 30% of its current growing areas for, for maize, for example, for banana, and 60% for beans by 2050. That means that in 2050, our kids might not be able to eat beans. They might not be able to eat beans. They might not be able to eat banana anymore. And <laughs> I, don't think how, I don't think that can be overemphasized in any case. So people on the outside know about these things. Plenty, uh, many bodies and um, public sectors, NGOs, they know about this. So all we need is an, an internal overhaul. Because we say charity again at home. You know, we need to start from yeah. the side. Because I don't think our governments are even doing anything about these things because they do mm. place a lot of attention towards it. It's not the 
So we need to get out of the call and understand that there's a place to be an impact overhaul. And really, I don't think this situation can be overemphasized. I don't know what my other um, colleague thinks. Radio offenses over to you. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, my yes, my yes, brother is really scaring us right now. So he said, I won't eat banana. Me, that I like banana too much. Uh, <laughs> granite. Eh? Even at old age, you know, that time I'll be old, holding my walking stick. I still want to eat banana. It's very good. It has a very <laughs> remarkable shape for reality of things. I'm just saying, you know, stop saying that because you keep saying that. Hey, we'll turn, we'll no build house again. We'll just build one small hut and use our entire land for banana plantation. Thank you for the, for the information. But... Uh, with all being said, uh, we have we have one major problem. I, I won't want to go over what uh, our friend has said, but we just have to keep highlighting the ones that we haven't really picked up. You know that very soon they're going to can our bananas for us. Hmm? They're going to can our plantain. Okay, Apparently, we won't want to fry plantain now. We'll open a pack and pour it on the frying pan. Maybe that's what we're, lo <laughs> that's what we're looking forward to. <laughs> Because um, to us here, that's the only thing we appreciate. As soon as it's canned and sealed, we're good. As soon as it comes in the back, we're okay. Um, I wouldn't want to eat a canned or sealed banana or a sealed plantain or sealed potato uh, in the future. You know, I had a very good bowl this afternoon, I can tell you. Very nice fish, you know, has some pepper, you know, very hot. You can imagine that kind of feeling leaving you. Ah, ah, no now. Do you know where we go to buy this thing? Like you're coming back from work and you just park by the roadside with all your well-dressed attire, the whole thing. You just walk into there and say, Ma, organize something for me. You know, it gives you a feeling, okay? It's your food, eh? Food humbles you, all right? Food is the only thing that can put you in a position of distress and still give you happiness at the same time, okay? Someone slaps you and gives you food. Well, you're going to reconsider if you're a hungry person. That's what is really happening. <laughs> but then, but then we are not thinking yeah. critically, okay? And the problem is that the people in, in rural areas, they understand this thing, okay? And so they enjoy themselves in those areas. The people in the urban areas are busy eating canned and sealed food, all right? And when these people from rural areas bring yeah. you the little food that they have been able to produce, uh, we, we look at it like shit. Like we say, okay, it's, it's here now. What can we do with it? And we're the ones making the decision for the people in the rural areas because we're creating policies that is affecting them. As much as we're not yeah. taking, taking what they're doing over there seriously, as long as we, all we do is go to buy their land and build skyscrapers rather than build farms, we're the ones causing the problem because we have the money in the urban area and we're taking it to the rural area to destroy what is available. Okay, we're going to buy their land for, for peanuts just so that we can build a house that is for rent that will not be rented in the next one year rather than making up a farm that would feed people. Now it's a problem, and it's a problem of the big people right now. It's a problem of the rich, because we're okay having our eggs packed in crates and imported, whereas you can just have the chicken lay the thing right beside there and just shakokoroko and everybody's happy. You know, there's a whole lot going on that we're not really understanding, and it's going to affect us. But please, my brother, please don't, don't say that you said it again. I don't want to eat canned banana. And I know that by the time that time it gets to that time, since we don't have it, they're going to offer us. Okay, other countries are going to offer Africa something. And we're going to accept something we can actually avoid right now. All we need to do is change our narrative. We know how we've been doing things before. Food, has, food wasn't our problem in the past. It's becoming a problem now in the future because we're eating everything yeah. but nothing that we're meant to eat. So we can all go back to the drawing board 
rather than invest in, on things that are not really relevant, we can invest on large farms. We can turn the urban lifestyle into farming. As soon as you turn the urban lifestyle into farming, trust me, food is always going to be available because, yeah, the rich are now growing food, which really means that it's going to be available to everyone because resources are going to be involved and energy is going to be put in place. That's my take. By the way, I, at least you'd be able to tell your kids about the stories of Balala, you know. No, don't, no, no, I beg you. I beg you in the name of God. My, my knees are down. Have I begged since? I beg you now. You see, granite and banana, eh? You can't, you can't divide this through. And in your, in your moment of worry, you can't divide this through. Please. <laughs> but then, you agree with me that these are realities. Mm -hmm. cannot deny it. cannot deny that these are the truths that are staring at us in the face. Now, the real, now, the real deal. In as much as, oh, um, Imisa is talking about food and um, the fact that we'll not have bananas very soon. And um, Radio Apprentice is like, don't say that. I'll do my bits to do this, to do that. One of the major stakeholders in driving all of this, whether we choose to see it or not, are the government at all levels. You know, and we know the bureaucracy that lies in government. Okay, at least to some extent, I've, you know, worked and i have no words you know some of the things that go on there now as audio creative how can we you know help the government get the government to start doing their own part of the bargain when it comes to solving food insecurity in africa starting right from where we are uh chief did we get me chief chief i need i will need to go first because uh I think my, my, my mind is boiling now. This this banana threat now is beginning to give me wahala. This plant. I need to go first. Now to 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 you know, and I don't want to say what I want to say because if I say it right now, we're on air, so let me just hold myself strong. I'm, the way I'm holding myself now, you won't understand. But let me say this, yeah. The the government have a role to play. But the only way you can let mm. a government official that is enjoying himself and he's not even sure where the food is coming from, um, the, mm. man, the man no longer goes to the kitchen. The woman no longer goes to the kitchen. The cooks do the job. All they do is collect money and go to the market. Whatever they buy there is available. The only way you can tell the man that uh, food needs to be grown in a proper way is to tell his doctor mm. or those are our people, those are our podcasters or those are our uh, media personalities who are into pharmacy, who are, in, who are medical doctors, come out to say, Como, if you eat ABCD that is not properly grown or uh, synthetic al aligned, you're going, to have a you're going to have BCD problem. They're very scared of that. A man who has money does not want to die like that. So if you, tell, if you, sure. if you remind them that, CEO, if these things are no longer available in the coming years, we're going to have the ones grown, of course, via unnatural uh, conditions. So you're going to eat them and still have those problems that you would have when the food is not properly grown. When you tell them that, they're going to look into the proper channels on how to grow the food well and improve it in the future. Mm -hmm. If you're going to tell them that, see, your old age is coming. You know, if you get to old age and this particular food is not available, you're going to die. You, you won't even add one more year to that your, old, that your age. They're going to ensure that today, all right, acres of land are available to grow that particular crop that is going to affect them during old age. The people who are who needs to be talking right now in helping convince a politician, because I'm, tr I'm talking from a natural perspective. I'm not saying 
If you like, go and shout, announce, cry, beg. Oh, they will come and give you an official statement. We are working very hard. We want to ensure that food is available for everybody. As a matter of fact, hundred and something billion dollars have been invested into food program. We're going to ensure that in the next 22 years, everything is going to, food is going to be available for everyone. You're going to wake up in the morning and food will be served for you on bed, whether you go to work or not. They will give you the language sweet enough to vote, sweet enough to continue with the government. But you and I know that as soon as you threaten them with their life and tell them the truth about the food that will be available when the real one is not longer available, they will work hard even without telling you. Now, so this is on the shoulder of uh, creatives who are in the medical field who actually know what they're doing to say, come, this is my research. This is what I've discovered. If we don't have these foods available, this is what is going to be. Because no matter how you look at it, yeah, when food is no longer available in, the, in, in Africa, somehow... So some other food is going to be available. Just take, for example, when you go yeah. to a place and you don't find mama puts to eat or you don't find a, rest- a good restaurant to eat, you end up buying snacks. Mm-hmm. You don't even care how the snacks is prepared. Sometimes you buy biscuits just to hold yourself back. So where you don't even have natural food, you and I know that mm-hmm. artificial one will show up and we're going to eat whether we like it or not. So by the time you tell them that, see, these are the problems of not eating right, of not growing your own crops, of not monitoring the progress of food in your place. If people are hungry, they're aggressive. They will come and attack in your houses if you don't grow this food, if you don't make food available. If they cannot wake up in the morning and buy food with 200 naira or $1 or whatever it is to get the kind of food they want to eat. If you don't tell them that they're going to be mobbed if people don't eat, then forget it. If you don't remind them that if they don't eat proper food, they're going to be in trouble, they're going to fall sick, that even the foreign doctor can't treat them, we're not going to have food. But when you tell them, when you remind them that security is going to be a problem when there's no food, or you tell them health security is going to be a problem when there's no food, then trust me, see this too, is a problem of the rich. And when you remind them that there will be problems in these sectors if there's no food available in the coming years, they'll work hard even without letting you know that something is happening. That's my take. Hmm. Those are strong words. Those are really strong words. Um, Imisi, what's your take? Uh, well, I totally agree with uh, what my other speaker has said. Um, but to, go, to buttress that, um, I think that uh, other ways uh, by which you can get the government to, you know, to join the cause is uh, that we need to start to invite reputable people, you know, who can speak truth to power. On, on this kind of um, events, for example, you can invite people who actually have say, you know, and who can influence uh, things and influence people's decision, you know, have them on our programs, have them talk about how, what they think about it. And, uh, you know, so if we do that, I feel like they help us, you know, commun- communicate mm-hmm. with people at the top. I, I think that this has to be the most diff- difficult aspect of um, food security in Africa, because in a society where it's difficult for the government to, you know, provide basic amenities, you know, you don't expect them to, to be involved, to be concerned with this kind of issue because it doesn't really affect them. So yeah, yeah. I think that we need to start with invite representative people to join us in this course. And at the same time, we need to ensure that our own audio creations as well pieces and as creators are not only impressive but also functional. So we don't get undermined when we go go around talking about, you know, things that are not exactly pertinent to our situation, to our cause as humans, to our existence, to our survival as humans. You know, people could 
undermine us. Like these ones are not serious, or these youths are not serious, you know. So we need to bother on issues that are impressive but are functional, like issues that really matter to us. Because if you're undermined, if people don't regard you or what you say, then they're not going to hear you out. So I, I think those are the two ways that I think we can get the governments to be involved in this situation. Have we have we gone silent? Is the is the government play pranks on us now? It was the, the moment of silence was too much. Too. I was able I was even asking somebody to check whether bananas are now available. Uh, <laughs> Banana is the first problem. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, I'm if I say banana too much, you know, when I say banana, I'm even talking about plantain too because you need plantain for very nice bole. That's just my just my take. <laughs> okay, so now you mentioned something that is very important, Missy. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned something that is very important, Missy. You, I am a Nigerian. Okay, I'm in my small cubicle creating content. How do I assess somebody that is in? um you know the government to get them to talk or you know to get them to see or how do i um just like radio apprentice said get you know get across to their doctors or something some of them don't even get their medical checkup in nigeria they don't get them in africa as a whole so how do i because it's really important that we get to these people how do i get access to them i know you want to say know somebody that knows somebody that other than knowing somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody how else do i get to these people uh oh uh, well okay you go first okay i should go first oh thank you very much sir thank you sir <laughs> okay how do i go first uh how do i how do you get across to them the truth is we can't get across to their doctors we don't even need their doctors that's the truth we don't even need to know who yeah. treats them we don't even know what country they get treated Okay, they assess the internet as much as we assess the internet. They know as much as we know. Trust me. Okay, what you can, what we can say is, we know the creatives that we can talk to. We can talk to our fellow creatives, people who are in the medical field, people who are good pharmacists, people who have studied food science. Okay, they can decide to come up with things. They can decide to join the conversation. All right, whatever conversation that goes out well in the media actually trends one way or the other. They watch it. They see it. But we can start from where we are. We, you don't need to, if, if you're a person who is just in your small closet and trying to do a podcast and all of that, then you can start from your own, own range. You can tell your people to build interest in food. Okay, that's the, that's the little you can do. All right? Then if you're trying to get the government, then we can as well ex ex spread our information right now and say, okay, whoever is in this field, whatever it is you do, plan to start talking. If you studied food science, plan to start a conversation that tilts towards your science. Let us know exactly what we're missing. Let us know what we stand to gain if we feed on A, B, C, D. They watch this content. They know where to find this content. We are not the one that gets it for them. Don't worry. They know where to watch it. They know how to see it. The same way they see other, the same way they get to watch other things, the same way they will get to watch this one. It's just to get the people 
to build interest in it, to get us to decide on building content around food, to make fun of it, to make, to make, uh, to make it sound serious, to make, you know, just to create everything around it, just so that it's been reminded that if we don't eat right, we're in trouble. And if we don't have food, we're in trouble. Okay, that's, that's just it. Yeah, and to add to that, um, I think I've been in this uh, system for a while now to understand that um, an aggressive amount of cold calling does not hurt anyone. And it would shock you how much people you can get on the show by just you know, cold calling them. You know, there are times when I have to be on podcast. Sorry, can Hello? I just step in? There is this noise that comes in, like a clapping noise. I don't know if I'm the only one hearing that. Can anyone confirm that you can hear that sound? Perhaps while it misses. Yes, it misses, yes. Yeah, it's quite distracting. Like, it, it even overshadows your voice. And I really want to hear what you're saying. Basically, can you check to confirm, you know, check to know where that is coming from? Yeah, that's that's coming from my face. I, I totally apologize. Uh, they're trying to make some fixes upstairs. Oh, right in so make that's sense. me. I'm trying to find the location where that's not going to interfere right now. Just give me a bit. Okay. All right. Maybe Thank you. Can ask the next question. Yes. Uh, where is that bullet fighter? I'm, fighter? I'm here. Oh, my hand is up. Oh, car. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't add, don't add Sansan to that stew. Me and you have problem. <laughs> Me and you have problem. Today was with head of fish. Very yes, um, before Felicia continues, I, I just want to say that I love that we're having this conversation. I know Felicia have mentioned how the government has a role to play, but I particularly know the power of influence and how communications can also affect some of the decisions that you know the masses make if we have more people more of our creatives influencing this space and trying to advocate or create some sort of awareness around food insecurity in the, on the continent i think that will, would also go a long way what, what do you think uh, uh williams uh we are just speaking too much english inside this food scene i don't i don't know if you understand though <laughs> food is sweeter when you when you when you prepare it with native porto you know you have firewood own self is even better they tell you that the soup made with firewood is it has one asian taste that can that can that can make a man bring out all the money he has now uh for the female politicians and the female creatives and all of that if we don't have that soup that we make up, that we turn our head, we're going to be aggressive and unapologetic in the future. You should our mindset will be off the shards. So what do you want to do? Now let's turn the table as well. Okay, if the woman can eat something nice to come out, her appearance is good and all of that, she's going to be aggressive. As a matter of fact, we can't talk to each other again. We'll just be walking on the road as though we don't have anything in connection. Now to protect our relationships, let us talk about food. Have I been able to tilt towards relationships and marriage <laughs> successfully? Um, sorry, guys. Um, is it better now? I tried to find space. I think the sound is still interfering. Is it? It's still, it's still interfering. Yes, it's quite interfering. Yeah. I know 
don't think there's any. It's coming from upstairs, so there's no way I can run to right now. <laughs> it's so sad. Okay, so that's my take. That's my take on that particular part. But there's a whole lot. Okay. There's a whole lot to do actually. Apart from let's we, we we laugh about it, we make jokes about it, we say a lot of things about it. But the truth still remains that um, if we don't emphasize, if we don't uh, channel our conversations towards this, if we don't create shows that is tuned towards this, it's all. If all we think about is um, discussions on erotic verses, gossips, celebrity gists, movies, and all of that, if that's the only priority that is centered around us, then we have a problem. Because at the end of the day, you still go to eat. Whether it's uh, fast food or whatever, those, these things are brought from somewhere. At some point in time, they were natural. They were crops. They, were, they are being grown somewhere. Now, the question is, where are they being grown? In your continent? If it's in your continent, they're cheaper. If it's in your country, it's good. Imagine if you have to pluck vegetables from your backyard to make, to make vegetable soup. Do you have to pay for that? No. And you're, paying, you're, using, you're eating something fresh because you know where it came from. Okay? You're getting all the nutrients from that vegetable because it's just... Yeah, your backyard. Okay, same thing for every other thing. So you, you understand that what you're eating is valid. And when you have it everywhere in your country, when you have it everywhere in your continent, you're good, you're perfect. Everything is well articulated. Now it's supposed to be a priority. So as creatives, I think that we have to prioritize food. As a matter of fact, we even need to um, expand on our food podcast, our food broadcast. Sometimes we should just bring up food and just talk about them. People will build interest. Bring out crops. Talk about crops. Talk about land. Talk about a fertile land. Discuss something. You know, like like these other stations make you see animals in their natural form and all of that. We can discuss food in their natural form. That way, someone who is going to make one million naira today will actually know where to invest that money. That's what I'm saying. Mm. That's true. That's so true. Um, Imizi, are you back with us now? Um, yes, I think so. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh-huh. That's yes, me. Um, Sophie, please, can you mute your mic for now, please? Oh, okay, sure. I'd like to say something Sophie, after he's done, if that's okay. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that part soon. Okay, sure. Um, So, from my side, now, I'll ask the last question so that I can allow other people, other participants, ask you questions. Now, what can the audio creative leverage on, you know, to achieve the general goal? What are those things? Probably, you know, those things that we are not seeing, but you, you know, being that you have been in the field for a very long time, experience, expertise, and all of that. What are those things that we can leverage on? Social media, what are you calling people out or things like that. What are those things really that we can leverage on to achieve the goal, to see that things ought to be the way they ought to, you know, to be? It's not for me. Yes. Um, okay. Um, well, I think we've said it all. We've talked about cold calling. We've talked about social media, internet, and all of that. So I think we've talked about it all. And oh, the sound is back. Can you guys hear me, though? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I think that's Yes, we can. Okay. I think that our deep uh, connection with audio starts in the womb, where you know hearing is developed at six months in the uterus, 
And there are two key developments that have deepened this already intimate relationship. The use of headphones, you know, and the generation Z, for example, they, they use a lot of headphones and all of that. And it would shock you how much audio outlets we have and how much audio um, streams they listen to. So I think we need to leverage on intimacy of audio streaming to approach important matters because we usually, we usually prefer to do that with print materials and visual content. But I think that much more than anything, audio outlets appeal to feelings. You know, when you have something, when you have your headphone on, you know, sometimes when you're only playing, for example, you know, you want to watch anything, but you have your earphones on and you're listening for four hours, you know, people could listen to something. And something that is that you cannot see, but that you can hear appeals to your feelings, uh, which in turn conditions you. So I think we need to connect with, with listeners on a deeper level by understanding and you know touching appealing to their state of mind so i think that's on the one hand and we need to use a lot of technology there are many means now by which you can start your own podcast session in your room just go to apple store there are so many applications you can use you know so it's it's not easy it's just for us to know the right um issues and the topics to approach or, or to talk about so yeah, and with the use of social media, I think we're good to go. Okay, all right. Um, radio, radio apprentice. I think every time you call my, um, every time you call me to this podium, uh, I I feel I feel threatened. Okay. Um, I feel like <laughs> there's something you want me. I feel like you just want a reaction. And mm, see, yeah. I know I don't. I know I don't <laughs> emphasize on it all the time. I can't. I, I don't say enough of it. You know, earlier today I wanted to do a podcast about how food has become so expensive. You know, um, all these things I'm saying right now. I wanted to put out to the audience with the proper presentation of prices and everything I bought uh, to show them that see, uh, the fish is now seven hundred naira, normally three hundred. The the yam is now three hundred naira. That is supposed to be one fifty. The plantain is now off the charts. Yeah. It's now 500 naira. Usually it's 200. Like with 700, yeah. 800, 700 naira, I'm already a big boy. Sophisticated meal is already ready. I mean, my bole. With, you know, then you now add one chill drink <laughs> to it. But now it's more expensive. You spend, I spent close to 1,800 naira just to get one plate of what I would get before for 1,000 naira or less. Okay, now that is to show you that where. We're, we're in trouble. Presently, we're in trouble. We're even talking about the future. Right now, we're in deep trouble. Okay? Because we obviously can't afford it right now. That's because it's not in, a, it's not in abundance. Because no matter how the dollar dwindles and the pounds tend to drive itself, if we have food in abundance, in this country first, it still won't be that expensive. It still won't be. Okay? Because no matter how the market woman decides to drive her price and change things and try to accommodate the cost of transportation, the cost of uh, buying carry after selling plantain and all of that, it still will not affect the fact that these things are increasing by 200%. Now, you see, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Now, the people who can afford it right now are the people yeah. we're trying to reach, not so. Because they can afford it, it takes more yeah. to reach them. It takes more to reach them. You can't just reach them because they will still eat what they want to eat. Even if you're yeah. crying right now that that same thing you want to eat is a thousand naira, they will still go to buy it for two thousand naira, and they're fine. They're okay with it. Mm. 
Now, to reach them, like we always, like we say, we keep saying it over and over again, we have to start from our small space. We have to build our interest for food. Now, before you can discuss food with passion, you need to first of all build your own interest for food. Okay, you need to be able to uh, think that if you have a thousand naira right now, mm -hmm. you probably will invest it. Okay, for example, let's say this land they are selling everywhere, cheap prices. Okay, and the only thing we think about, to be sincere with you, when, when a young chap wants to buy property or buy bare land, the first thing they think about is how, the money to develop the land afterwards. Mm. Nobody's thinking about buying land for farming. You yeah. ju just check the percentage of the people we have in this country, mm -hmm. everyone in total. Um, the people who are thinking of farming with the land they buy is 10% out of 100. Now, can this 10% feed the, hundred, the, the other 90? Mm -hmm. No. So people are not even thinking about bringing their money out mm -hmm. now to buy land just so that they can farm. That's because it's not emphasized. Nobody's talking about, nobody's saying that uh, profit can be made from farming. Nobody's saying that, uh, because if you, if you want to drive people into certain sectors, you have to tell them the benefit, despite the fact that that is what they eat. But you still have to tell them that, see, if you grow food, this is how much you make. This is what you make and all of that. Now, so it is not only for the doctors, like we were saying before, the pharmacists, the food science people and all of that, the business people, okay, the planning sectors. Mm -hmm. Hey, you people should decide to turn the entire uh, Potakot or the entire Buja or the entire Lagos into a farmland. Okay, this is the benefit you're going to have, yeah. right? And let us eliminate the idea of exporting food first. Let every African country presently grow their food and stay. Just be content with what you have within your circle. First, then we can know as we can now decide to export when we have so much. But no, the man who grows plantain in his village that has quite enough, wants to export it to make more money because he gets his money in exchange for dollars. And so we're starving right here. So the, the food is even traveling from Africa to elsewhere because they are making their money so attractive to us that we don't even want to grow the, the little food we grow and exhaust it here. We don't even want to eat, we don't want to consume yeah. them here. We want to still move the little one we're growing here out to them over there. And so how will Africa grow? How will Africa have food? Now that's the problem. Yeah. So until we start looking into what we do, understanding that the business area of it has to be addressed before you start discussing the political part of it, then we have it driving, then we have it talking. And we need to be the one talking and not just talking. We need to make it a way of life. That way, if we produce uh, five episodes in a week, you probably have like two episodes discussing the meals you ate and what you want to eat, your cravings and all the kind of food you want to prepare. We can have like three, four episodes again discussing the benefit of uh, vegetables, the benefit of uh, getting eggs, the benefit, you know, by the time you keep doing this, people are building interest. Then the, the person in the business sector, somebody who studied something that relates to uh, uh, marketing and all of that can now tell people, see, if you, if you have acres of this, this, that, that, and you grow plantain and you turn them to plantain flour, people eat healthy, but this is how much you make. Okay, if you, you can produce plantain chips, right? You can produce the chips right here. The same chips we buy in packs and fry. We can do it here. You tell them if you do it here, you get benefit. And then the government will now go into the economic aspect of it. This is the benefit you make for being a farmer. That way we're growing. That way we can grow things. It takes a lot to do this and not just coming out to say, uh, let us grow food. And the government will say, yes, I agree. That's all. Government, government come, government go. They are able to eat what they want to eat. They're able to drink what they want to drink. The problem still lies within the citizens that cannot afford to explore as much as they can explore.
That's my take. Now, this has been eye-opening for me and challenging at the same time. Well, let me pause here for, I don't know if we have questions. I know Sophie has something to say. If we have questions from people that are listening to us, this is the time to take them. But I'll let Sophie go first. So, Sophie, you can ask your question or say, you know, contribute your own part. Hi, guys. Sorry, Hi. I... I... I actually wanted, I had a question for the guy who was, um, who had just spoken when I muted the mic, right? I'm not so sure. Uh, pity I didn't take the name because I, I, I thought I could just like throw in the question. But um, we spoke a lot about, um, firstly, when the meeting started, obviously we, re we realized that we're in different spheres and uh, we're experiencing the food security matter in different in, on different angles, right? So fair and fine, we've spoken about how we need to actually put it out there in our content or in in what's happening around us, to our peers, what we eat. Um, but from our from my end, from my side of the world, um, first things first, when we talk about growing or getting land to farm your own to grow your own food. What happens when the, lim the options are limited in a world where GMOs are being fast produced, first things first? What happens to, okay, um, you find that already we all know that we are, majority of the people listening are podcasters, some are not. Some are just, some have just joined to actually learn about food security and the next step. Right, so fair and fine, we've defined what that is, but what is the actual action plan towards putting it out there, which goes beyond just, okay, the options that are available because um, I'm in South Africa and to be honest, land is not much of an option for many people. So there is no, but then you find retailers that sell food, and say that it's organic, how do you know that something is organic and real? How do you then plant? How do you, I'm not sure if you're getting my question or maybe I've gone a little too deep, but in terms of, in terms of that, right? How do you then now make it a lifestyle or encourage other people to make it a lifestyle apart from just speaking about it? What are actually, the things that we need to look out for when it comes to securing what you take in, seeing that cultures and people foods are different. I think that's my question. Okay. Um, now you see, I'm very calm to answer that. Um, when you, because of your culture or what you eat within your environment, and that is where I would uh, drag the African Union into this, because we're in different places and uh, we eat different things. We know what is organic and not, actually. Sometimes we have been told, okay, um, let's just go let's just go outside Africa, for example. You go to the UK, you have it obviously there that they tell you, you see that the organic ones are more expensive than the, than the ones they've grown out there with anything. And yes, most Africans try to afford the organic one because that's what they're used to at home. 
no matter where you come from, you're from Ghana, South Africa, wherever, you know exactly where to buy the real food. And uh, you and I also know that we can accept that certain African countries no longer have land or they don't have enough or their land is not as fertile as it's meant to be. That is where I drag the African Union into this. There are certain conversations that needs to be uh, had in several places that these things need to be prioritized. Okay, we, we, we claim to be one unit and then we have problems when these things come up, all right? Uh, there are certain food that go around that are not organic and yes, in, in, in Nigeria right here, that's, that barely happens. Okay, that barely happened because if you have a problem with food, all you need to do is travel with a thousand, two hundred, two thousand naira from where you are, and you're buying everything in baskets. And sometimes it's quite expensive. But if, you, if you're within the circle where food is not properly grown, okay, that is now the government coming in to say, "Come, uh, African Union, we don't have this available to us. This is how we can. This is the only way we can grow this particular food. Is there a way we can come together, right, and uh, initiate a trade?" You grow, a, you grow this kind of food and you get to us, we grow, we bring to you and all of that, and everybody's happy, everybody's secure. But no, that is not what is happening right now. Everybody, you know, I, I read a news uh, day before yesterday, a prominent man in my country came out to say that uh, they have invested particular billions of dollars in food, and they are very certain right now that food is not going to be a problem in Africa. I'm sure that that is, uh, that is a conversation that came up as regards to this program. Now, do